I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for being here. Today we're talking about coaching. And I wanted to do an episode on coaching because a lot of people need coaches. And a lot of people are looking for coaches. And a lot of change is coming, so everybody is going to feel the need for a coach. And a lot of my conversations, being a coach, is really explaining what coaching is and how to find a good coach. And I have strong opinions on coaching, uh, how coaching should operate, how coaching should be, how coaches should build their businesses, how to hold coaches accountable. I have a lot of uh, strong philosophical thoughts on coaching. And, and most of my conversations with potential clients, a lot of that time is spent really just talking about coaching, right? We've all heard of coaches. I think most of us have heard of coaches and the coaching industry and that coaching exists but we don't really know where to turn. And it's a very large industry. It's very easy to get lost uh, in that in that kind of world. And so with this podcast, I hope to answer some of your questions. Um, there's a lot of change happening in the world. No secret there. And it's difficult to be successful. It's difficult to manage change. It's difficult to adapt to change. And that's really what I do as a coach and what my partners do and everybody does as a coach is we help people adapt to change or make change, make some kind of behavioral change. And that's really what, what coaching is all about. Um, so there's a lot of change coming. Okay. Yeah. We could talk about the pandemic of 2020. Yeah. We could talk about societal change. Yeah. We could talk about how the workplace is changing. All of these things add up and they become very stressful, very challenging, very, uh, I don't know, insert word here, whatever it is you want to do. It's difficult. And we're vulnerable people. We feel vulnerable. We just don't know what, where to go. And, and whether it's from impending layoffs, whether maybe we have been laid off, we're looking for a career shift, we hate corporate, we, um, we have a team that's not performing, we have an organization that needs to pivot, uh, we have a business just in general that needs to pivot because there's so much change. All of these things are, are ways to, to engage a coach. And, and when we're vulnerable, we look for help and we need help. And that's what, that's what coaches do. And that's why I became a coach. I want to help. And that sounds cheesy. It sounds soft. Uh, but I had a desire to do that. And I'll talk about the two reasons I came to, to be a coach. One is because I wanted to help, right? I do have this desire to serve other people and to help other people. And that's what jazzes me. That's the reason I became a coach. The other reason I became a coach, and I'll temper my comments later, um, was because that there are a lot of bad coaches out there. I'm going to hit that right up at the front. There is a lot of, there are, and, and to be honest, a lot of them don't know how bad they are, but there's no governing body in the coaching industry. There are a lot of coaches who became coaches either to cash in, to, to take advantage, to, um, you know, they, they couldn't cut it other places. There's a saying, you know, if you can't do, you teach. If you can't teach, you coach. Um, so, so I had a desire when I saw coaching and, and there were coaches that 
I interacted with before I became a coach, I was so angry that I just said, I have to do, I have to fix this. Like people are being taken advantage of. And, uh, and, and I'm not going to turn this into a coaching bashing thing because there are a lot of great coaches out there and I'm going to explain how to find them in this episode. Um, but so, so those are the two things that really drove me to become a coach desire to help. And then also, you know, people weren't doing it right in my opinion. So I want to clear all that up. And, uh, and a lot of people, when they're looking for a coach, don't really know what coaching entails. They don't really know what it's going to take. It takes a lot of work. Coaching is not just hiring someone to fix your problems. That's not what we do. That's not, if a coach comes in and says they're going to fix your problems, they're lying to you. You have to fix your problems. We can help you do that. Uh, and so, so there are a lot of self-called gurus, self-appointed gurus who are looking to, to take your money and help you promise you whatever. Um, steer clear. And, and listen to me, and I'll tell you all the, that you need to know about coaching. Most of the people I talk to don't become clients. I would say probably three-quarters of the people I talk to do not become clients, either because I'm not the right fit for them or I know I'm not the right fit for them. Uh, I'll refer them to other people. I don't take referral fees. I don't do any of that. I, my job is to match you with anybody. I'll talk with anybody about coaching. And there's a pretty good chance I'm not the right person for you. There's also a pretty good chance I know a great coach out there who's a good match for you. And I just refer it. That's it. Yeah, talk to this person. It's probably a good fit. Um, and so so coaching is my industry. Coaching is my job. I have strong opinions on it. And so uh, my reputation as a coach is very important as well. And that's why I take the time to make sure that people get what they need. The reason bad coaches drive me bananas is because it affects my business. Okay, a lot, of, a lot of the conversations I have is undoing the damage that other coaches did. And so um, so I'm not going to harp on that. But but if you ever want to talk about coaching and, and me talk more about that type of stuff, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, so with a little bit of understanding, you can make a good coaching decision. And coaching is an investment in yourself. That's what coaching is. Coaching is an investment in yourself, and uh, it could be expensive. Could be an expensive uh, investment in yourself. And when you think about it, expensive or not, uh, coaching really—you get what you pay for. And as part of that conversation, you need to say, "Am I getting the value out of what I'm paying this coach to do?" You have to hold the coach accountable for that. If you're paying a coach twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars for something you have to make sure you're getting that value out of it, okay? And, and, and so you need to have that hard conversation. Any coach who tells you that you can't put ROI on coaching is a lazy coach and is not willing to have that conversation. Don't hire them, okay? Coaching has value. I believe in the value of coaching. I believe in the value of, of this type of work. Uh, and you have to be willing to go toe-to-toe -to -toe on that kind of conversation to make sure. If, I'm, if you're paying me 25 grand to coach you, 20 grand, 15 grand, whatever it is, whatever, you know, the program is, um, you damn well better be getting that. And I'm going to guarantee that you're getting that kind of value. If you're not getting that value, we end the engagement. You get your money back. That's it. This isn't going to work. And that's great. That's good. That's, I mean, if you're going to buy a car, you want to make sure you get that value out of the car. If you're going to, if you're in a business and you're going to pay someone to do your social media marketing, you're going to be looking metrics up, down, left, and right to make sure you're getting value out of that, that social media person or that marketing person or that operations person. It's the same with coaching. If you're bringing a coach into your organization or if you're investing in this on your own, you should be having some metrics to hold that person accountable. 
And so let's talk about what coaching, um, I'm big on, on change. I'm big on sustainable change. I'm big on, on all of that stuff. So I'm going to talk about what coaching is. I'm going to talk about my philosophy on coaching, and then I'm going to talk about how to pick a good coach. So let's talk about first and foremost, uh, what coaching is. Uh, I always tell people, um, before I talk with them, and really the first conversation I have is, is why are you calling a coach? And the reason I do that is oftentimes we don't really need a coach. What we're looking for is something different. And, and let me explain that. So sometimes we want a mentor. Okay. And, and mentor, coach, people use that hand in hand and, and that's fine. And, and it's okay that people do that. I mean, some are coaches, some are consultants, some are mentors, some are some hybrid of the two. But I, there's a differentiation that I like to, to explain so that you know exactly what it is that you're looking for. Sometimes someone wants a mentor. They want someone who's been in the industry, who who does what what they do, um, and who has lots of good advice. And they want to meet with them every once in a while, and and they really want their wisdom and talk about their experience and learn from them. And that's great. Um, that's that's good. I I believe in mentorship. I think good mentors are are worth their weight in gold. I think everybody should have a good mentor, um, but they're not necessarily a good coach. Okay, because you're a good mentor does not make you a good coach. A mentor is talking about their experiences and sharing wisdom. A coach is getting you to where you want to go, and the focus is on you. A mentor is focused on what that mentor has done and learned and and the wisdom that they have. Small differentiation, but an important one nonetheless. Other times people want a consultant. I talk to a lot of business owners or or business people in general, and they want someone to come in and say, I want you to tell us what to do. And I'm happy to do that, but but um, that's more consulting work. And, and consulting work uh, is good for certain types of work. So consultants will come in and tell you, um, you got to redo all of your technology, or let's talk about business processes and, and operational aspects, and, and we'll tell you how to improve it. And, and consultants are good, and there's valuable, in, valuable insights and, and work that come from consultants. But uh, sometimes it's a square peg, round hole. Okay, a consultant will tell you in and say, this is what you need to do. And that may not work for you. And so there needs to be some kind of adaptation and some kind of um, focus on focus on you and your business and how this is going to work for you. So uh, there are coaches and consultants. It's a little bit of what I do. Um, but make sure that they have you know you in mind. And it's not just coming in to say, you're going to do what we tell you. It's let's take what you're doing and how does this actually fit in, in a different way. So there's mentors, there's consultants, um, and there's coaches. And a coach is big on a, a few different areas. A coach, so the type of coaching I do, as an example, and I'll give you examples of some of the people I've helped. One, as a coach, I can I can redesign your organization, okay? But it's different than consulting. And the, the reason it's different from consulting, from an organizational redesign perspective, is we figure out what is, are your goals, for your organization and how are you operating? What are your pain points? And and we figure that out and we we find the solution with what you have. Most people don't need these radical changes. And so we take the people you have and and we might need to change some psychology. We might need to change some the way that we think about work. We might need to think about uh, the way that we structure work and we put the lanes in that, that people are going to be doing. So we so I'll redesign an organization that way. So that you don't have to do these massive layoffs, rehires and and all kinds of nonsense. Um Sometimes I'll take people, some of my favorite people to work with are these individuals 
who uh, are, are majorly impactful in the organization, but something needs to tweak in order to get them to the next level, right? This is your typical what got you here won't get you there type of type of mind shift. Um, organizations spend a lot of money on coaching their high potentials. And I would argue that they don't really need coaching as much. I like to go to something called the hidden potentials, which is one level below. Um, these people are the executors of change. And they may not be known as the high potential people, but they have the biggest bang for your coaching buck uh, because we can change some kind of behavior that they have in order to get them from director to managing director, a managing director to C-suite, whatever it is. Okay. We'll figure out what that is and whether it's on executive presence, whether it's on how to properly manage your people, calendar coaching, whatever it is, uh, psychological safety. We could talk about all these things, driving culture. We could talk about all that stuff. Um, a coach can talk, will get you to where you want to go from a leadership perspective, from a performance perspective, from an execution perspective. We find what's holding you back and, and we make it customized to you. Here's what makes a good coach. Uh, a good coach is going to make you do the work. That's the beauty of this. Uh, telling you how to be a good leader isn't going to change anything. I could read tons of books on Steve Jobs and, and Jack Welch and, and all these Zig Ziglar and all these you know motivational speakers and great leaders and, and all that stuff. They're irrelevant to you. Okay, That's nice that they were good leaders. What's relevant to you is figuring out the attributes that that emulate and that you can emulate and that make up the word leadership for you. The definition of leadership, nobody really knows what it is. And the reason why, the reason why there are so many books about leadership is because it's emotional. Okay. Leadership is emotional. Coaching is emotional. All of this is emotional and you have to, it's very subjective. So for you to be a good leader, we have to fill in the basics for you. We have to talk about good leaders that you've interacted with, that you've felt where you said, that's leadership right in front of me. And how do you emulate that? What are the feelings that evoked in you and how did they do that? And how do we make this authentic to you? You're not going to get that out of a book. Okay. You're not going to get that reading about Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or, or Jack Welch. Um, it, you're not going to get that reading the, the 25 laws of, of leadership or whatever it is. Um, that's not going to work for you. Okay, now you could see this stuff, but it's kind of disingenuous, right? I could tell you all the things right now. A good leader is authentic. They have good ethics. They um, are good managers of people. All of that just means nothing. Okay, they have integrity. Uh, they're hard workers. They do blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's nice. I could give you, you know, Google in what makes a good leader, and you're going to find 50 million uh, BuzzFeed articles about. This is what highly effective leaders do, 50 things before breakfast. Uh, it's stupid, and it just adds to your stress. It does nothing for you. Uh, but when you when I talk about the people that I've, I have identified as good leaders, that I've experienced as good leaders, all of a sudden now I've articulated what it is for me and how I could do that for other people. And that's what a coach will help you do. You have to define it for yourself. And I'm only using leadership as an example, but we could do it on on many other different kinds of aspects in terms of uh, good management, how to be a good manager, uh, how to be a good um, how to be a good uh, performer, how to be a good single individual in a big organization, and and how to find yourself and be whatever it is that you want to be. Um, so that's kind of in a work type of focus, but there are. Uh, Lots of other different things. If you're running your own little business and uh, 
society or technology is uprooting it. How you pivot is going to be customized to you. If you're a financial advisor, and I work with a lot of financial advisors, uh, trying to find showcase value in their financial advice when you've got robo-advisors and self-directed investors and doing all this types of stuff, how are you pivoting your business to give people the value that, that they're going to feel in your business, right? Why am I paying you 1% of my, my assets you know, when I could just pay someone, you know, Two basis points, whatever it is. Uh, when I just do, you know, kind of, kind of broad market index funds. So, taking, creating value for your business. Real estate agents, I deal with them all the time. How are you doing that when, when, um, when the whole real estate industry is fundamentally changing? Uh, it's very interesting to see. So, how do you change your business? And and so, a consultant just telling you what to do isn't going to fix it. You're going to have to make your business your own and pivot in the moment. That's what change is about. That's what adapting to change is all about. So when we're we're working with people, how to become better salespeople, how to become better, um, better all of whatever, you have to do it on your own. And that's what a coach will help you do. So the client has to do the work. It's your story, not mine. Uh, and, and the other reason is you have to live with your decisions. A coach telling you what to do and you make these decisions, if it's not the right decision for you, then you're you're screwed. You're up a creek. And that's why you have to bring yourself into the coaching engagement. Okay, for me, to, I mean, a consultant to tell you to change this, change that, buy this, and then leave, you're left holding the bag and it may not work for you. Okay, you have to be a partner in this, this discussion. And I could challenge the hell out of you on this to make sure it's the right decision. But you're going to be living with your decision. And so... Um, so living with the consequences of your decision, you have to find a coach who's going to put your interests first. And that's why it's so important to, to pick a good coach. And so let me talk about how to pick um, a good coach. And in order to do that, you have to understand my philosophy on coaching. My philosophy on coaching, and I tell all of my clients this at the beginning, I hope, and I say this in the nicest way possible, I never speak to you again. I believe that a coach should be getting you somewhere and then leaving. Um, when you think about an Olympic coach, they're not in the pool with the swimmer. They're not on the mat with the gymnast. I am here to get you to where you need to go, and that's it. So no engagement, no coaching engagement for me begins without, and we can have a lot of conversations before it actually begins. None of them begin without identifying what does success look like, number one, okay? Do we have specific metrics that we're going to hit so that we know, I know we're successful and you know we're successful. And two, we're not starting this until we pick an end date. How long is this going to take, realistically? And everyone wants it to take like two months, and it's not going to take two months. It usually takes about six to 12. But we're going to pick some real segment of time. And if at the end of six months, we're still not there, then we'll just, you know, you get a, a free month until we get there. We're going to be pretty damn close. Guarantee it. Uh, if we end early, we end early. That's great. Or just say, you know what? I don't think we need this last month. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up. That's good. Um, and so, so my philosophy on coaching is that I do not believe in these, you know, these coaches who work with people for three years. Um, I know these career coaches who are working with people for three years. I'm like, these people don't have jobs yet. What are you telling them? And why the hell are you paying a career coach for three years? This monthly fee of a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever it is, it's ridiculous. If you're working with a coach right now for an extended period of time, ask yourself this question. What value are you getting out of them and where are they taking you? What's the point of them coaching you? Otherwise, you're just paying for, for a friend. Okay? You're paying for like a, <laughs> uh, a clothed hooker through your computer. Um, 
that's that's really all it is. Uh, that's kind of inappropriate, I guess. But I, w- I would really ask you, what value are you getting out of these people? And and you need to have that constant question. And I do, so there are times I will say this: there are times I've had clients who come back. Okay, and that's that's fine. They need someone outside of their organization. We have once a quarter. We check in. Um, it's not expensive because we've already gotten them to where they want to be, and they have asked for. I just want this one quarterly kind of strategic. We'll sit down for two or three hours. I challenge them on things. Uh, we I, I I know how they operate, and we'll do that every once in a while. Uh, fine if they want that. I'll, I'll do that, but we have very clear guidelines. What are we going to be setting up in this meeting? What is success for this meeting? There's one-off time. Um, and we, we've set up a framework around that that makes particular sense. Very few and far between, okay, for, for my clients. These are typically high-end CEOs, uh, presidents of businesses who just need, you know, I need a, a sounding board and, and I'm happy to do that when they need it. Um, other ones, it's not even a set quarterly. It's just every once in a while, Hey, I need I need some time, Jim. Fine, let's do it. We'll do it. And sometimes I just give it to them for free because that's what they need. It's fine. Um, it's a little quick, like thirty minute check in. I'm happy to do it. Um, so, uh, so my philosophy on coaching is a coach needs to get you where you need to go in the most efficient and cost effective manner possible. Okay, and so I'm going to temper my comments on how to pick a coach, do my best, because I get angry when I talk about how to pick a coach. When I talk about some of the stuff I see in the coaching industry, I get angry. I don't like seeing, uh, and I'm inundated with this all of the time, how to turn into a seven-figure coach, um, how to get recurring monthly retainers. And there is a business now that's built up on how to get coaches to consume group individuals and coach them as a group and try to create these these programs uh, for a lot of money. It's not helping people, uh, and it's a little disingenuous. And when a, if you're looking for a coach, and they're focused on on your monthly retainer, they're focused on becoming a seven figure coach. Uh, they're not the right coach for you. I'll tell you that right now. They're just not. All right. Their focus is on making money. Their focus is on their bottom line. They're not focused on you. Okay. And the ironic thing is um, that you can become a seven figure coach if you actually focus on your clients. Cause they're all just going to refer people. All my business now comes for referrals. It's amazing. It's fantastic. My clients that I work with, uh, got to where they were going as promised. We, I, and I still talk to them because I'm friendly. That's it. Right. I don't, I don't really never talk to them again, but we talk and I check in and do all that stuff. But, uh, all my business comes for referrals. It's great. Uh, and and so I and I only take on clients that I'm going to work with that I'm going to uh, be successful with, and so when you're looking for a coach, when you're picking a coach, we have to focus on three things. One, the first question is, um, before I get into my three things, you got to focus on is why are you looking for a coach? Okay, and we talked a little bit about that, but being being very clear on what success is for you is going to be helpful for you when when you pick a coach. Three things to look for when you're looking for a coach. Number one, certification. Number two, capability. And number three, character. Uh, those are the three C's. And I'm going to go through them right now. Number one, certification. There are certifications of coaching. Okay, There's actually a thing called an executive coaching certification. And there are a lot of them out there. I can set up on my website, if you want, um, I could certify everybody in the world. You know, Pay me 20 bucks, I'll give you a certificate. You are an executive coach. Um <laughs> so that exists. When I say certification is look for a real certification. 
Okay, not Skippy McGee's School of Executive Coaching. Uh, and what I mean by real certification, I'll talk about mine. I went to Columbia University and got certified in executive coaching. It's a program. It's part of their business school, the Columbia Business School, and part of their teacher's college. It's based in psychology. It's based in neuroscience. There's there's business aspects to it. It's fantastic. It's all about adult learning, how how to how adults can manage change and and learn and change themselves, how to implement business processes into change. Um, and it was fantastic. It was intense. Um, so the the components of becoming an executive coach through Columbia. Uh, it was like a year-long program, give or take, um, in-person and virtual and all kinds of stuff. I had to get five paying clients. Um, I had to log a number of hours. I had to write a thesis. I had a written exam, an oral exam. I had someone watch me do a coaching engagement and see if I was good enough. Uh, I had to create like a project. It was a lot of work and good work. I'm so glad I did it. And so that's the type of certification that you want your coach to have, because now I know exactly where to take someone from beginning to end. When you talk about the arc of executive coaching and what does it look like and what is this engagement going to look like, I could tell you about the style and, and way that we're going to go and the journey that I could take a person on from context to content to conduct, right? Pulling in information, peeling back the onion and getting them you know, to change their behavior. That's what you learn in a certification. And there are good places out there. And there are some with fancy sounding names and they're, a lot of them are, are not good, but uh, Columbia is the premier one out there. Harvard's got a program. I think, uh, I don't know much about it, but I've heard it's pretty good. Georgetown's got a program. So a lot of the Ivies and, and big schools, I know Georgetown's not Ivy, but big schools are, are doing it. Um, so there are good executive coaching certifications out there. Uh, look for that. Okay. And make sure it's legitimate. And if they have a good certification, then you know, that's a good start. Once you know that they're certified, number two, uh, we're talking about capability. And uh, this is where I have to really temper myself because this is where I get angry. Um, coaching is a, a buyer beware proposition. And when we're talking about capability for coaching, we want to make sure that coaches know what the hell they're talking about when they come in to coach. And I see a lot of people trying to become coaches or say that they're coaches when they're not, uh, or, or they, they really don't know what the hell that they're talking about. And what I mean by that is I see a lot of kids coming out of business school who just become coaches. Okay. Right. Why not? I'll become a coach. I don't want to work in the office. I'll just tell you how to do it. Um, They've never worked in an office. They've never managed people. They've never been a leader. Or they've had like these seven failed startups, and now they're just going to tell you how to do your own startup. It's garbage. Um, these people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Psychiatrists and psychologists now have cut their, their practices in half and are trying to come in and say, let me tell you about the psychology of working in an office. They've never worked in an office. And they're telling you all about what your brain is doing while you're at work, but it doesn't actually change anything. And it's a little disingenuous. Um so, so when we're talking about capability, you want someone, and I can't believe I actually have to say this, you want someone who knows what they're talking about. That's it. You want someone who knows what they're talking about. You want someone, you know, you're not going to have someone give you business coaching if they don't know how to read a balance sheet. Do you want someone coaching you on leadership if they've never led people? Do you want someone coaching you uh, on, on managing something if they've never done it? So find someone, and you have to talk to them about this. Ask them, be a jerk about it. Tell me about a time that you led someone. What have you learned about leadership? How do you define leadership? Um, 
these are, you know, a lot of people are trying to cash in. When I see these these people setting up these businesses about trying to create sales funnels for coaching, um, it's it's just antithetical to coaching. I feel like it's um, it's not good and it's not right. And it, and it's I see a lot of people selling coaching products and then sending in a, a no name to do the coaching. Um, they're selling, I'll sell you the workshop. And then, you know, are you going to do the workshop? And they say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'll have Joe do it. And Joe comes in and Joe's a 25 year old kid, uh, who just kind of does a a presentation off a PowerPoint, um, drives me bananas. And so when you're finding someone, you want to find someone who knows what they're doing. I saw, so this coaching person who came in and did a book report, telling you what color you are. When I was in corporate, an executive coach came in and did it and and gave this presentation for an hour on what color you are and how that related to leadership and ended it with, buy the book. That wasn't her book. And you say, I'm like, this person doesn't know anything about leadership. This person gave a book report for five grand, came in for an hour, for five grand, and gave you a one-hour book report and basically just typed a bunch of crap on onto a PowerPoint. If you're looking to change behavior, ask about when they've changed behavior. Um, and, and so this is what drives me nuts about coaching today is a lot of the conversations I've had on coaching, they say, oh, I've had a coach before. I say, how did it go? And they just look at you and they just smile. I'm like, all right, what'd they do? Okay. I have to undo what bad coaches did and that's wrong. And so part of the capability, uh, the onus is on you. It's always on you. I'm sorry to say it, but the onus is on you to say, where's my ROI? You have to ask the, the, the tough questions and you ask them to guarantee it. Ask them to guarantee it. I go toe-to-toe with some of the, I can't name them, but I know when I'm going toe-to-toe with some of these larger sales training organizations and, and coaching organizations, and they say, well, this name, you know, I think we're going to go with them. I say, when that doesn't work, call me up. And they always call me up because it doesn't work. And I say, ask them to guarantee that they're going to be successful, to come up with metrics before you do it and say, these are the metrics we're going to hit and ask them to guarantee it. And they're going to say, no, we don't do that because you can't guarantee it. We can't guarantee an ROI. Bullshit. That's what I say. I say bullshit. If a coach is not going to tell you how you can get value out of coaching and guarantee you an ROI, they're not a good coach. Okay? The two of you need to figure out where you're going to go, and then they have to guarantee that you're going to get there. You have to hold a a coach accountable. That's it. And so capability. When you call me, if you and I are going to work together, I only take clients where I can guarantee that you're going to get there. And if I can't guarantee you to get there, I'm not the right person for you. Okay. And there are a lot of people that I'm not the right person for. Okay. That's part of coaching. And my responsibility as a coach is to get you where you need to go. So focus on that and find, find the right person for, from a capability perspective, which leads me into character. And I just called a character because I wanted another C. Um, I'm not just talking about good people, right? Most coaches are good people. And most people really have a genuine interest in trying to help you. That's what, why co- most people become coaches, but you have to connect. Uh, so maybe, oh, that's another C word. Maybe I should have just said connection. It has to be a connection, a good connection between you and the coach. Um, you're going to be vulnerable. And that's why this part's so important is you have to find someone that you're going to like. Uh, almost all of my clients, men and women, and I this is true, cry at some point during my coaching engagement. Uh, it's wild. The amount of stuff that gets shared is Amazing. 
And it's because we can't, I mean, you hire me for, for work stuff. You can't talk about work without talking about home. You can't talk about the stress you're dealing with. You can't talk about the challenges. You're, you have to. Like It's all there. You can't be successful without talking about this stuff. That's what I do. That's what I listen to. And almost everybody at some point, and I tell them all they're going to cry. They're like, I'm not going to cry. And then at some point, they they might get a little choked up. They don't all cry, but I know I, I catch them on it. And, and you know, that's, uh, I don't call them out on it, but. You know, everybody gets, um, it's an emotional thing. It's an extremely emotional thing. Coaching is difficult, okay, for people to do. Um, I remember one client uh, we met first thing in the morning. He was the president of a business, president of a financial firm. I walked in. Uh, we met at 7.30 in the morning. I was in his office. And uh, we ended the the meeting, and he said, we can't meet this early in the morning. I need I need more coffee to, to do this. Um he wasn't prepared with how much, how draining it was going to be. We do a lot of work in coaching, okay? And so you want someone that you trust implicitly. You have to find someone that is going to challenge you immensely. And as someone, someone's going to make it fun, right? This is all about making you better. This is a fun engagement. Like coaching is a cool thing to do. It's a fun thing to do. It's an important thing to do. And so you want someone who you trust, who will challenge you, and who you like because you're going to be sharing a lot of things with them. So um, your coach shouldn't be your friend, but they can be friendly. Okay, that's that's what I'll say about that. So um, this goes back to the client comes first. It comes back to all that stuff, uh, and that's it. So the three things you need when you're picking a coach. Certification, make sure they're certified. Make sure they're, they're legit. Um, make sure that they know what the hell they're talking about and can do what you need them to do. And then make sure that they're decent people. Make sure that they're fun and make sure that they're they're challenging. Um, I have fired clients. I have fired clients. They either weren't doing the work or we found out that it wasn't the right fit. I gave them the money back and I said, good luck. Or I referred them to another person, depending on the situation. Um, I became a coach to help people. That's it. And uh, if I'm not helping you, I don't want you as a client. That's as simple as it can be. And I'm fortunate that I'm able to say that. I'm fortunate that I'm not desperate for clients. I'm fortunate that uh, I've actually made an impact on people. And um, coaching is an investment in you. And it's an important investment in you. And you can make a big difference in your trajectory if you do it. But in order for coaching to be successful for you, you have to be open to coaching. And that's, that's it. You have to find the right coach and you have to be ready to do the work. You guys have to align on goals. And, and you have to be ready to go. And um, and that's it. And if you're working with a coach today, that's fantastic. I hope it's going well for you. I really do. And, uh, and I would challenge you to ask, are you getting the value out of it that you need? And if you're not, ask them that question and say, you know, how are you challenging me? How are you getting me to where, where I'm going to go and where I want to go? Do they know where you want to go? It's a serious question. Okay. And when you're, you're paying these monthly retainers, some of them are like a low monthly retainer. So it's almost like, oh yeah, it's just a nice conversation to have. It's worth like my 150 bucks or whatever it is that I'm paying every other week. Um, they've got like 50 of you and that's just how they make money. And it's like, that's nice. If you want to do it, I mean, do it, do what you want with your money. But, um, if you're looking to make real change, sustainable change, you call me. And, uh, and if I'm not the one for you, I'll introduce you to someone who will do it. If you want, uh, if you if you want to change something major, something big, and you want to be serious about it, it's like when you go, you can either go to uh, uh, 
Harvard-educated doctor, Columbia-educated doctor, or you can go to someone who was trained at like a dental school in like some random island in the Philippines. Um, right? That's like, eh. Uh, when I go to a dentist, I want a good dentist. Uh, I'm not going to go to someone who's not a good dentist. Um, I go to a doctor. I want a good doctor. I'm not going to go to someone who, you know, read a book. Um, and that's it. So, uh, you go to the good people and that's, that's, those are the people I surround myself with from a coaching perspective. I have good people around me. I have the best people around me. When I think of coaching, I think of everything else. You've got your bottom 50%. A lot of people are down there, um, bottom 70% maybe, not worth your time. The next 25% are decent, right? They could probably make a good change. You want to find your top 5%, your top 2%. Uh, that's where we are. I, I believe that that's where we are. I believe that we are the best in the business. I believe that my partners are the best in the business. And um, if you engage me in coaching, you are getting the best in the business. I will guarantee it. Either if it's not me, it's from someone I know. Uh, the people I went through Columbia with and the people I know from co- the Columbia program and other coaches who didn't go through the Columbia program but are also certified, uh, these are the best that I've surrounded myself with. So um, if you need a coach or you want to set up a coaching program at your business or if you want to learn more about that, give me a buzz, okay? If if it's not right for you now, there's no rush. There's no hurry. I never do a hard sell on coaching. There is never a rush on coaching. You do it when you are ready. Okay, when you are ready to make the change. And a lot of people think they're ready and they're not. And we find out after talking to each other and say, all right, let's talk in six months. Let's talk in a year. Call me in two years, whatever. Uh, I have a lot of those conversations. Uh, But I like those conversations because I know that I'm helping them uh, because I know that they're figuring out and learning about what they need and they're figuring out and learning about the coaching industry. And that's that's important to me. So uh, I hope that was helpful. If you're thinking about coaching uh, or if you use coaches in your business or any of that stuff, there's more on bellwetherhub.com. There's a lot of information on bellwetherhub.com, either about self-development. If you're looking to do kind of your own self-coaching, feel free to use it, tool around, do it. Um, if you want to be part of a program, then reach out to me and I'm happy to explain explain the best way to do it for you and and the cheapest and most effective way to do it for you. So with that, uh, as always, I'm on bellweatherhub.com. Send me a note. I'm happy to help. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellweather is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellweatherhub.com where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.